0: Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence. Self-confident. Unconstrained. Welcome to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information, all without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day... We're very happy to have Jeremiah Sammartano. A little-known fact of the music business is that usually only top echelon artists make significant income from selling records. A few well-known musicians have laid bare the math in books and essays about the inequalities of the industry, and the internet age has decimated record sales, perhaps forever. Fortunately, there are other revenue streams—merchandise, synchronization rights, television, film, and advertising placements something has to keep the big wheels turning. But there is another way to keep musicians in food shelter and whiskey and that's touring musicians performed live for hundreds of years before technology emerged to record any sound at all in the modern age as traditional record sales are a fraction of what they were just a few years ago many artists take their show on the road to both bring their music to new fans and make a living in the process enter jeremiah sammartano who regularly packs up his guitar and hits the road from his home state of california throughout the southwest all the way east of the Mississippi and even to the United Kingdom. His blues-influenced songs and slide guitar playing are accessible to music fans from coast to coast, and when he comes to town, people show up. And the funny thing is that selling records while on the road is a key strategy for musicians to keep gas in their tanks, food in their bellies, and whiskey for the show. Samertano has three albums, a 2011 Emmy nomination from Scoring the Music for a Documentary, and he just returned from yet another tour. Welcome to Independence Day, Jeremiah Samertano. Well, thank you. Hey, man, you. it's good to have you here. So tell me, like, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say that, like, you pretty much just, just got off the road. Yeah, I got back about,
1: uh, like, a week and a half ago. Yeah,
0: just like a week and a half ago, because I was watching your progress, like, all through the United States, which is a fun thing to do for someone who's, you know, here in Los Angeles and wishing that he was out on the road. It's cool to see people having adventures out there.
1: Yeah, it was fu- it was a good 3 weeks of traveling. Um and you know through the social media, through Facebook, through Twitter, um I keep updates cuz I found out just from running into people, um friends that uh people were following what I do and they were it was they wanted to know what was going on and where I was what uh where I was and um uh, so I you know not only just for me yeah, but yeah. to but to uh, help, I don't know, help other people see what else is out there in the world.
0: Yeah, well, people can follow along now in a way that they never could before. Like, you know, there used to be a big wall, I think, between artists and the fans. You know, like you would get artists that you knew and loved, like you'd go to your music store and see on a chalkboard when their new record was coming out or you'd read about them in Rolling Stone, yeah. you know, or whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, but now you know, or, or maybe at the merch table if mm-hmm. they weren't a super big artist, you know, maybe they'd come out after the show, that kind of thing. But now it's really, really changed. So now, uh, you know, the internet has provided new ways for us to connect or, you know, musicians to connect with their fans. And, you know, in your situation, like I said, I mean, it was like a vicarious thing. Like I was totally living vicariously through you <laughs> as you were getting coffee in Nashville. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, cause Nashville, I love, I really enjoy going to Nashville. It's, it's, it's it's a good city. Um, I lived there for a year a while back.
0: So tell me, tell me a little bit about. Um, are you booking your own tours? Oh yeah. You, so you're totally I'm like doing self-contained. It all,
1: yeah, all myself.
0: So you're the classic example of an independent artist when it comes to this kind of thing.
1: Pretty much, I would say, yeah.
0: And so, how long does it take you? Like, say this last. How long were you out on this last tour? Three weeks. Three weeks. So how long, like how many hours do you think or how, how long will it take you in time to like prep, you know, to, to book a tour and to send, cause you're sending posters ahead and you're, are you, are you promoting in these different markets? Like how, like how much time does it take you to do all that stuff?
1: I mean, it takes a while. It takes, first you have to find the venues. Well, first, at first you got to figure out what your plan, what your schedule is going to be. You have yeah. to look at a calendar and figure out where, what venues are going to fit into which dates. And then you start sending the emails, hoping that they return.
0: Yeah, um, has that gotten easier with email rather than just calling people, cold calling people?
1: It yes, and yeah, I, I would say so. Um, There's still when you're sending stuff out, you don't know if they're going to repl- if they're going to respond or not. Yeah. I think um, it gets a little you kind of or want or want an answer, but sometimes you just got to move on. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, I haven't gotten into the calling. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of quit the whole calling thing. Just rely mostly on email. Yeah. When was the last
0: time you called a booking guy? You think,
1: Oh man, it's been years years. (laughs) besides, well, besides the cinema bar here in town, they, they don't do anything online.
0: Yeah. Cinema bar. For those of you who don't live in Los Angeles is this legendary Culver city bar um, over kind of tucked over by the 10 and what's uh, uh, Tito's tacos is yes, right around the corner yes. a legendary taco joint and it's a place that really supports independent musicians and it's a place where musicians come to in, in LA it's rare to have a venue where musicians come to see musicians it seems that's like that's true and people you, you play at the cinema bar and people actually show up you know you can go to the cinema bar probably any night of the week that they're going to have music and the band's going to be pretty good
1: yeah I would say so and it's yeah definitely seven nights a week Unless, unless there's something that falls through. That some, yeah. uh, someone canceled last minute. It's it's, so It's seven
0: nights a week. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny place to play because there's no stage really. They just kind of cordon off like that corner to the right of the door. Yeah. And then you just kind of set up and play there. And there's like glass brick behind you and neon signs. It's a tiny little place. But it's a fun place to play because you put 30 people in there and the place is packed oh yeah and that's it's much more fun as a musician to play to a packed room don't you think
1: oh yeah definitely and the other thing about that i like why i like playing there is because when i book a night there it becomes my night and i can have whoever i want to play before or i can set up the whole night like how i choose yeah um which is it's kind of cool. it's kind of cool so i'm able to ask my friends yeah. or whoever I, yeah
0: whoever i want it's interesting because you know a lot of uh, having played a million shows in lots of different towns like you'll show up sometimes and although it's nice to get like cross pollinization of different styles and different things you know I, I don't think it's a problem to be on the ba- on, on a bill share a bill with different styles of musicians but a lot of times if it's if it's a, a somewhat similar style to some kind of common thread you can draw more people that way because hey it's me and i'm kind of bluesy and i'm playing with this other kind of bluesy guy who's maybe just a little country blues as opposed to showing up and it being like i can remember thinking like you know we do a, kind of an acoustic show with like a lot of harmonies and then the other band would be like guar or <laughs> You know, yeah, or exactly. Really loud and intense, and it would just be like button heads. You know, fans. Our fans would like run screaming for the door sometimes. Yeah, yeah. There you and maybe get, vice versa. You know, who knows?
1: Yeah, there's there's that, and uh, so it's nice to have someone who's booking either you're booking the shows or have someone the person in charge of booking have some sort of vision where they can see a common thread through everything rather yeah. than just like what you're saying. Yeah, acoustic to death metal yeah which
0: i've definitely seen which before. has happened. <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i've played bills with everything you every kind of band you can possibly yeah. think of you know uh and it's it's so funny too because you know it's hard not to be judgmental about it but you can always tell what a band sounds like when you watch them set up like take a look at their gear what kind of back line do they have what kind of drum set is the drummer playing yeah you know what kind of guitars start to come out of cases and bags like you get a feel for what it's going to be and you know i can tell right away like right am, am i gonna have to bolt You know, to get out of here, because there's some things, you know, you want to be, you know, egalitarian about it. Like, you want to hear, like, yeah, we're all musicians, we're all in the same thing, but there's some stuff I just don't want to hear, (laughs) you know? And I guess you get jaded after a while, too, once you've played a thousand shows, you know?
1: Yeah, there's some of that, and uh, there was one show we played in St. Louis this last trip, because, well, one of the things on this last tour, I picked up my friend who lives in Nashville, her name's Michaela Dewar. And uh, we did about six shows together around the South. And, and our last show together was in St. Louis. But she performed like with you, or yeah. was she going kind to of open for you? We're kind of both. We did, we did. I'd play a song, she'd play a song, and kind of go back and forth okay. during our set. Um, and so she would play guitar on my songs, I'd play. So it was a very mutual, very yeah. natural. And we'd been friends for a long time and just started doing stuff this year. Cause she flew out and we did a tour around the Southwest, which was pretty, really cool. And, uh, and so we would decide to go back to Nashville or I would decide to go back to Nashville and set up all these shows and, uh, it just very flowed pretty well and, uh, liked it. And hopefully next year we can do more stuff together. Um, but yeah, our last show in St. Louis was at this club, which had two sides, And we walked in and brought our guitars in and setting it up on what we were told the right side. And already we could see kind of like people bringing their stuff in and like, hmm, this is, I don't know if we're going to fit in on this bill kind of thing. And, uh, and the then we realized heads. we're on the we're on the wrong side of the bar and there's okay. a whole another room. I was like, "Okay."
0: Yeah, it's like having Largo and a hard rock venue kind of on the same block, you know, when you've got styles mixed together band where uh, an acoustic band and like a hard rock band. I'm sure you you've played a lot of shows. You must have experienced this kind of thing in the Oh
1: past. yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of funny sometimes.
0: Yeah, you know, you want you want it to You want to think that everybody's on the same team. You can just kind of, all everybody shows up. Yeah, we're all musicians, and we can cross-pollinate, and we can do different things. But, you know, sometimes it just doesn't mix. And once you've played a lot of shows, I mean, you can call it maybe jaded, whatever you want. But there's just some things I just don't really don't really want to hear i think yeah <laughs> anyway so <laughs> yeah. We, we we've both done a lot of shows so let's uh, let's play a track from your most recent record uh, the record's called home came out in 2012 all right this is the track 100 miles to memphis from jeremiah Sammartano here on independence day <laughs>
2: For your heart Beneath the bright shining sun And this restless rambling Has got me on the run It's like gravel cold, keeps me falling for you It's time I try to walk away way I always end up falling free mm-hmm. This black felt so White dividing line. Yearning to have you back in these arms of mine. It's like gravity's pull keeps me falling for you. Each time I try to walk away, I always. Falling for you Falling for you I can feel you still Resting in my arms eyes reflected back all those stars all those stars
0: That's Jeremiah Samartano here on Independence Day. You can learn about him at jeremiahandtheredeyes.com. And of course, drop by our website and learn about Independence Day at indepday.com. Follow us on Twitter at indepday. We're in our mid 90s here, coming up on our 100th show, man. Big, big, a uh, lot of work behind that number, man. It's unbelievable. I'm very proud to have brought all these artists to you. So now, tonight, like I said, Jeremiah Samentaro, and you're like a blues guy right? But you're not a purist blues guy. Like you write your own tunes. You kind of mix the genres together. Tell me what it was that got you into the blues. You know, did you grow up, what did you, did you grow up playing the blues or what did you start with? And then where did you go from there?
1: Well, I, um, I guess I started, I started with uh sort of mid eighties punk rock.
0: Okay. Like Minutemen kind of stuff or uh,
1: more TSOL. Okay. Uh, more orange County vandals. Adolescence, social distortion kind okay. of stuff. Listen to
0: that. And then how did you get from that to you know, Sunhouse?
1: Uh, part of it is I I always had a subscription to magazines and I remember reading something in Musician magazine um about one I forgot who it was, but talking about Robert Johnson. And so I was by this point I was going at least once a week to the record store. Okay. I'm just buying stuff, uh, just whatever. And uh, this one time I went and picked up the King of the King of the Delta Blues, Robert Johnson.
0: Yeah, and, which uh, is kind of a just, flashpoint where a he, lot of people turned Like, you're doing the same thing that Clapton did. Like, he was, you know, he just kept going farther and farther back. And a lot of people were like that.
1: Yeah, and it just blows my mind. And uh, recently I found that record again because i had bought it and then you know there is i've sold so many records that now i totally regret selling but uh i recently found it again and uh it's still just amazing still just those songs i forgot how many are on that yeah
0: like he's he's the guy you know he's kind of like the bill monroe who can pretty much single-handedly invented bluegrass he's like the guy for the blues i mean there are other guys doing it but when when people think of the blues and like the legend of the guy selling his soul at the crossroads to the devil, to like get these exemplary guitar skills, he's the guy that people think about like the yeah. le- He's the legend. Yeah, definitely. And he, you know, not how many cuts on that record are there? I
1: think there's 14. I think there's seven, seven and seven. Okay. And then, cause there's 28 songs total that he wrote, that he wrote and recorded. And, uh, I think the second one, Volume 2 has the rest of them.
0: And a lot of people know his songs, they just don't know that they're his songs. You know, people outside of the blues genre, like they know him from Cream, and they know him from, you know, a million blues bands on Halstead Avenue in Chicago playing him over and over again, probably.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they're very, they're all familiar. They're almost all familiar. He
0: kind of wrote the book in a way. Yeah. Kind of wrote the book. So, um, but you've, you know, let's talk a little bit more about, you know, this touring experience of yours. You know, you get out and do... Uh, how many dates do you think you're playing a year?
1: Oh man, I am not exactly sure. It's uh kind of,
0: well like, okay, maybe a better way to ask the question then would be how many like three week tour? cause you just came back from like a three week tour. Yeah. How many of those size tours are you doing in a given year?
1: Probably like three or four.
0: Okay. So that's pretty serious. Cause they take a while to set up.
1: They do take a while. It takes a, several, at least I start thinking about it like five months before. Okay. And trying to set up the dates and the venues and which date, which places will, you know, have music on what nights. Yeah. And you got to figure out how how far, so you're not driving. Because uh, I've done stupid stuff before and booked one, and then the next day, like way yeah. far away. <laughs> <It's> yeah. <laughs>
0: and then there's the other thing cause I've been on these kinds of tours too. They call them a starfish tour, where you start off in like Indianapolis and then you drive to Minneapolis and then you drive back to Indianapolis. And then you drive out to Cleveland, and then back to Indianapolis, oh, yeah. and then out to St. Louis, and then back to Indianapolis. Like you're, you're retracing steps rather than following a logical, you know, path around the country.
1: Yeah, this this I guess this one, our our base. This last tour was around Nashville. Uh, I had my friend Michaela Doer uh, join me, and uh, she's a singer songwriter who's originally from New Zealand, but uh, yeah, she now lives in Nashville, and we met several years ago. And we did a tour around the Southwest in earlier this year in
0: March. and Yeah, she came out here for that one, right? Yeah,
1: she f- flew out here and we did a tour. And then I drove back there for this last one and we started, did about six shows. Um, and it all flowed really well. And so I'm looking forward to doing some more in the future.
0: Yeah, I mean having having any one other person, I mean, out there with you makes a big difference. I've found. Like, well, how many? What percentage of your tours are like totally solo?
1: Um, well, a lot of it is traveling by myself. Uh, I have different people I play with in different cities, so I'll drive to a city and then meet meet up with somebody and go from there. But a lot a lot of the traveling, a lot of the big miles are just me in my car. Yeah cruising along
0: yeah because i mean i've got some friends man who are hardcore troubadours i mean that's what they do (laughs) they're out there by themselves uh for hours you know And i can always tell my buddy joe jenks who uh, has been a guest on this show before he's been a full-time musician for well over a decade now Mm -hmm. and he's recently started he's in the folk genre but he's recently started a new band in the past couple years called brother son and there's two other guys in that they're a trio um and he was solo for a long time and it was funny watching him grow into being a like a band guy from a solo guy. Cause it's a whole different experience. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. when you're solo, you're doing all the booking, all the driving, all the gassing up of the car, all the record keeping, all the entertaining, all the string changing, all the, you know, bartering with the door guy, whatever, like everything <laughs> falls on your shoulders. But you know, when you have other people, you can at least hopefully theoretically delineate and delegate
1: yeah that that's true um i know this last this last trip uh we were in johnson city and it had been a long day we'd gotten up and did a radio show out of nash uh, knoxville and then drove up to this gig um and i was burnt out i, I just needed to rest and uh yeah look uh, michaela unloaded all the car and put it in and i was like okay that's i'm <laughs> That's <Yes>, kind of nice. <laughs> it's nice. It's very very nice, man. Uh it's,
0: it's a big experience. I would love to do more touring, but I don't I just don't want to do it by myself. You know, I maybe I'm just too social of a human being. Like I feel too isolated out there among the English when I'm by myself, you know?
1: <laughs> it is pre- it's a pretty
0: lonely a lonely uh time, I guess.
1: But there's it's 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 a lot of thinking to yourself. I yeah. uh, a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. There's there a lot of that. Um, and sometimes, you know, you just turn up the radio and cruise down the road. And other times I'll just have no music at all and just listen to the sound of the road. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty kind of relaxing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have to, I think you have to have a little bit of the, the road in your blood to kind of do this, you know, with any amount of seriousness. You can't, yeah. you have to enjoy something about it because it's hard. You know, it's, I mean, it's fun. You get to have adventures and get out and see different parts of the country and see old friends and make new friends, but it's, it's not easy to get out and be on the, on the move that much different time zones, crappy food, never enough sleep, you know, and here I can, I laugh, that laugh, Jeremiah is so telling right now. It's amusing me. Why don't you take this opportunity, man? You've got your guitar here. It's an old harmony, which is a cool guitar to play old blues on. You've got some thumb picks, a couple different kinds of slides. Uh, What's this first track going to be? It's called A Hundred Miles to Memphis. And this is one of your songs from the new record, correct? Yes, it is. All right, let's hear this. This is Jeremiah Sammartano with a track from his new record, Home, playing live in our studio here on Independence Day. hundred
2: miles Memphis Missing the caress of your fingertips A hundred miles to Memphis Longing for the gentle sweetness of your lips With me on full bright moon, carrying these sweet dreams of you. Your heart next to mine is for what I wish instead of you. A hundred miles from Memphis. A hundred miles to Memphis Dreaming of holding you beneath the desert sky A hundred miles to Memphis Wishing I was heading to you About to cross the Arizona line with me on the phone bright moon, carrying these sweet dreams of you. Your heart next to mine is for what I wish instead of being a hundred miles from Memphis. Take you by the hand Wishing I could just jump across this land You're my desert rose that I surely miss Wish I was there instead of being A hundred miles from Memphis A hundred miles from Memphis 100 miles from Memphis 100 miles from Memphis
0: artist jeremiah Samartano, the song 100 miles to memphis here on in independence day so very very happy to have him as our guest he's in our mid-90s here we're approaching our 100th show what a big milestone for us uh, but it's not about us; it's about him, man. Thank you so much for being here. You he just returned from a tour, like a three-week or so tour, kind of centered around the Nashville area. Tell me, I mean, are, are the audiences different there? Are the venues different there? Are you received different there? Is there any kind of stigma for being like a California artist in like the Deep South area?
1: Well, I haven't really, I haven't really uh, experienced any weirdness about being from California. Um, it's generally accepted wherever i go wherever i show up to play so it's always kind of it's nice
0: (laughs) yeah well i guess as a blues artist maybe in some respects i mean it's kind of a music being the universal language and blues being kind of an older idiom that people totally get and a lot of people can relate to like i mean housewives in tupelo or i mean i should say that because elvis is from there but (laughs) housewives in knoxville know what the blues is
1: yeah yeah of course
0: Uh, uh and then tell me you know let's let's do like you're out, like I said before, I'm watching you on Facebook, like you're getting coffee, you know, going around these different places. Like how, how long have you been touring like nationally or internationally like this?
1: I would say it's been, it's been about five years, like really doing, I guess, national kind of stuff. Okay, Um, I've done, when was it? About 10 years ago, I went out with a friend of mine. Uh, His name's Eddie Elliott. And He kind of, kind of showed me the ropes, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. And just about going out and playing and doing new, just traveling and yeah. playing music.
0: It's a skill. Yeah. You know, there's certain arts to it. If you haven't done it before, I mean, it's not like you just hop in your car and go. Yeah. It's like a lot of legwork to lay the thing out, and then you get out and do it. And then there's like finer points to doing it while you're doing it too
1: yeah and uh, just it's it's all a learning experience too each time I go out like we learn something
0: yeah something w- better what do you like about it being on the road
1: i I really like just the different landscapes and scenery um and meeting new people and meeting new musicians and hearing new music and eating great food or yeah. food or different food
0: uh Good barbecue in the Southeast. Good barbecue.
1: Yeah. And you realize that California can't do barbecue.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, they think they can, but they really can't. Yeah. You know.
1: They can do a lot of good things, but they can't. Barbecue is one of those things that kind of slips.
0: Yeah. I've had like decent barbecue, but that's one thing, you know, the corporatization of America has kind of homogenized food so that you go to different parts of the country. You know, it started with McDonald's. Like it was mm-hmm. the same burger. You know, I've had, I've had McDonald's in Tokyo and it tastes almost the same. In Tokyo, as it does here, you know, so, you know, uh, but, you know, at one point I remember, geez, I was touring, gosh, in the mid nineties and it it sounds so like a joke now, but it was a blessing to find an Applebee's because (laughs) it it, it sounds ridiculous, but back then, like you really only had fast food you know or you could you know maybe try a local diner kind of thing but the foodie movement wasn't as big in the mid 90s no, as it is now no. so it was hard to find a place to get a good sandwich or a good salad the like green vegetables applebees at least had like a green salad
1: yeah and the other thing about that is that they're open late yeah and that's that's always been a struggle even nowadays um uh, when i when i lived in nashville i missed having a late night a decent late night yeah. food spot to go to and I think it still has been changing. Um, yeah. So that there is more, there are more options to go to late at night. Um, but yeah, and Applebee's. Yeah, I've gone to Applebee's after checking into motel at like eleven thirty at night. And yeah. They're open till midnight or one, and like okay, well, yeah. go here.
0: Yeah, it's it's like a godsend. And Subway actually is kind of a godsend too, because Subway, you know, you can get something that's not fried you know, something, you know, like a turkey sandwich with like a ton of vegetables on it, you know, and this sounds like such an elemental thing, but when you're <laughs> on the road, food is such a big deal. Yeah. You know, it's, you're kind of like an invading army to a certain extent and you've got to live off the land and figure out where to get food. Cause if you eat bad food,
1: oh, it's you know, terrible.
0: it just compounds the misery <laughs> of, yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially after, well, well yeah. What I found is after you've been eating decent food, uh, you know, just a healthy good stuff and then you're forced to eat uh, like fast food Yeah. I, like I can immediately feel the difference in my body and it's just it's not good yeah and you just yeah you just got to continue on and um, I drink a lot of water I yeah do, that, that's I found that really important
0: yeah because you're make, being exposed to different germs too yeah you know it's like traveling in a plane it's the same kind of deal you're meeting all these new people and all these new people are traveling in different you know spheres of toxins and God only knows what else, you know, cause you can get oh, yeah. sick and be. man. I tell you what, there is nothing worse than being sick on the road. <laughs> I had like the worst, like puking <laughs> awfulness. You know, we had to go from up like upper part of Michigan around the bottom of Lake Michigan up into kind of upper Wisconsin on a tour one time overnight. Oh, man. And I was just vomiting up my toenails and I wanted to die. You know, because I, I normally I would have been the driver of the van oh, on that man. particular night, but there's no way. I mean, I couldn't even sit up. It was, you know, it was unbearable.
1: Yeah, luckily I've never been on a tour anyway. I've never been sick. I've been sick on vacation, where traveling from Vancouver, actually uh, Victoria Island over back over to the state of Washington. Yeah, or was something. I got something weird and yeah. uh, had to stop for an extra day. But, uh actually, it wasn't too bad of a place to stop if you yeah. had to
0: stop because
1: <laughs> it's so amazing
0: oh, yeah, it's well, I guess if you're going to be sick, there's no good place to be sick, but if you're going to be sick, be sick in a beautiful place, I yes. guess that's the, that's the moral of the story. <laughs> How about another tune man uh you like I said, you've got your guitar, you've got this old old harmony. Tell me just a little bit about the history of this guitar. Where'd you pick it up? Because the harmony is it's not a fender it's not a Gibson, it's not a Martin not a guild you know there's these names that are renowned for acoustic guitars Harmony's like an older type of guitar
1: well they were once the biggest uh guitar manufacturer in the i think the world like the late 50s 60s there was a huge guitar boom and harmony was the name and they they licensed their name out to a lot of different uh well yeah other names would be put on their stuff
0: yeah, um, branded, rebranded. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, I picked this guitar up earlier this year in a pawn shop, and I was really going to use it as an extra slide guitar because my, uh, you know, raise up the action yeah. a little bit. Yeah, uh, an
0: action for those of you who aren't guitar players is the distance between the tops of the frets on a guitar fretboard and the string. So if the guitar has really high action... That means it's farther off the the fretboard, which makes it harder to play unless you're playing slide guitar, and then you need that extra space.
1: Yeah, and if it's and if it's not high enough, then it makes all these little buzzy notes. Yeah, it's not it's not as smooth to play. So it's um, I was going to do that, raise up, make it pl- into a slide guitar, and it just actually started playing pretty pretty perfectly. It was a it was a nice it was a nice sounding guitar, and uh, I later found out uh, that it had been worked on okay already already had a neck reset to make it because as these guitars get older they start slipping yeah um,
0: because they're glued together essentially
1: yeah and uh, this one had already been worked on and made it just perfect and then i was going to plan on having it as my a travel guitar because i was planning on going back to england going overseas and Yeah, the last time I was kind of, I was really worried because I took my Gibson, this jumbo Gibson I have, and uh, it's pretty fragile. And unfortunately, there's something happened with it over this past year. And that's why I haven't been playing it lately because, yeah, it needs to be repaired again. And so this harmony has become my main guitar.
0: Yeah, well, traveling is hard on instruments just like it's hard on humans you know exactly. uh being different amounts of humidity different temperatures heat. different heat. heat's a big <laughs> big deal i actually people taunt me because i bought a white guitar case because uh-huh. it looks you know it doesn't look like a traditional looks a little uh affectatious perhaps but i got it on purpose because if you for whatever reason if your guitar is left in the sunshine it won't absorb that heat as quickly mm-hmm. you know so and guitars, guitar it's glue, it's glue and wood yeah. And, you know, with some frets and, and strings thrown in. And I, I just, that solves that problem, at least helps solve that problem. Anyway, enough tech talk for now. How about, okay. this? what's this tune? We got off track there. What's this tune going to be again? <laughs> this is called Salvation. Salvation. But this is not from the new record. This Tell is me. not from the new record. Okay, so let's hear this on Independence Day. Jeremiah Samartano on ID.
1: There's a song called Salvation. goes something like this. <laughs>
2: up late this morning i woke up late again the bright sky cut me up inside devil on my heels again Last night, I saw reflected in the mirror on that barroom wall, my own eyes shining hard and bright, my own eyes growing soft and dull. And the devils await you At the dawning of the day With bottles in their hands And drunken words to say My memory grows fuzzy And the days slowly fade away And I'm standing right there on that shoulder Standing trying to find something to say the moon's rising slowly up into the sky and i'm so far away from salvation so far away with this troubled mind devils await you At the dawning of the day With bottles in their hands And drunken words to say Drunken words to say Morning. I woke up late again.
0: Jeremiah Sammartano here on Independence Day, man. So happy to have you come out, play your instrument, play these tunes for us. Tell me, you know, when you're you're playing these tours, and you're largely by yourself. Are you? Do you sit? Do you stand? Um, do you tell stories? Like how do you, how do you, cause when you're by yourself, you've got to be the whole band and entertain everybody.
1: Yeah, it depends. Um, I, I do, I do some, yeah, it all depends on the venue. Um, mo- but I guess I do mostly sit. Um, if it's going to be like a three, two or three hour gig, then it's definitely sitting down. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do try to tell stories, or try to keep it, who's ever there entertained and well it also depends on if you can see the people listening or being interested and that's uh yeah that 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 will make a difference in how i approach uh,
0: yeah one of the cowboy play. junkies you ever heard of the cowboy junkies oh, yeah. from toronto they call the people who just talk they call them crows <laughs> so they have a tour blog like a lot of bands <coughs> do you go on their tour blog and they just talk about oh yeah there are a lot of crows tonight you know standing back by the bar just uh, yammer, yeah. yammer, 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 yammer. Because that's, are you playing mostly bars then, or like?
1: There's a lot of bars, a lot of bars or breweries, um, some wine bars, kind of thing. So
0: okay, because I mean the, the type of venue will kind of determine what kind of crowd that was there. Yeah. that can be there. Like if I could, if I could find a way to play small theaters, man, that would be like the, a dream come true where people actually listen.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's, I guess the one of the best ones we had was in knoxville this last trip and that was on the the radio show that they do and there's a whole audience that shows oh wow up, that's cool like 40 to 50 people and it's in the downtown uh knoxville visitor center okay and yeah people show up it's from noon every day and um yeah they all listen they all just sit there you know because it's you know you can't really yeah, yeah. it's a radio show so yeah <laughs> um but uh, yeah, so it's it it's it was, it was pretty nice. And the other another good one was uh, in in Taos at the Adobe Bar, and that uh, another good.
0: You've got a show there coming up. Yeah, next early February. early next year in February.
1: Yeah. Trying to get other things booked around that trip because it's such an amazing place to be. I played there in March, and it was yeah. It's just the surroundings. The people are just great.
0: Makes you sad to leave, right? Oh,
1: yeah. and it, Yeah, it really did. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is there a favorite town to play in for you other than your hometown? Um, I
1: really like playing in Flagstaff because that's sort of a, almost a home away from home. I don't know. I have a couple different play, home away from homes. <laughs> yeah. But Flagstaff is is a great... I've been going there for years and years. Um,
0: are you to the level where if you're coming to town, like the same people will come back to see you play? Like you're starting to get that kind of uh, return customer, repeat customer?
1: There are, yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, I, I'll go to town sometimes and just be walking around and like, hey, I, you know, I saw you, <laughs> I oh, saw yeah. you play the other time, so it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it's, it's such an adventure, you know, all the times I've been out on the road, you know, you, those are memories, like your brain goes into a different mode and it remembers things like, unlike it does when you're at home, when you're in your cycle of living your life and getting up, walking your dog, making breakfast, going to your gig or if you have one, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different experience when you're on the road, you know, because everything's new, even even if you, even if you've been to the, I guess if you're the Rolling Stones, maybe it's not new. But, or you're like a complete road dog band, like the Grateful Dead were, or that kind of thing. If you, it's all new, you know, cause even if you go to the same venue eight months later, there, there's probably new staff there, you know, yeah, maybe even, a, maybe even a new owner, <laughs> you know, things, yeah, things change, totally you know, and I think it's good for your brain though. It keeps it elastic to get out and do those kinds of things.
1: Yeah, it's been, I've always enjoyed, it's always been a good, a good experience so far.
0: Yeah, how about, one, how about another tune here? What what do you got for us?
1: Uh, this is a song called Flood, and this...
0: Uh, Tell me a little bit about it.
1: This was a song I wrote um, based on the flood along the Mississippi River uh, in 1993. Oh,
0: yeah. Jay Farrar from Sunvolt wrote some stuff about that on the Trace record.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, it was yeah just a crazy flood. And my granny lived in Wood River, which is right uh, across the river and up from St. Louis. And I was visiting her one time, and she had this book that was all about the 93 flood, up and down, all all through that whole area. And uh, there was a picture I saw of it from Alton, which is also not too far from Wood River on the Illinois side. And they have some gambling boats, one gambling boat. Um, and there's, uh, there was a picture of it where the whole downtown, no, it's just flooded. Downtown's flooded. And, but still there was the gambling boat and it was open and there's this big long plank that, so people could walk over oh, all wow. the water and still get, get into gamble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta feed the monkey, man. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta do so, it. So, right, yeah. Well, let, let's it. hear this, man. Yeah. Jeremiah Sammartano here on Independence Day with The Track Flood.
2: The sky's dark, been there with for days. Sky's stuck been that way for days Rain's been falling again and again Rain's been falling again and again Well, that water's rising, just like my fears That water's rising, just like my fears Blood's gonna come and wash us away from here Blood's gonna come and wash us away from here That river road shut down Under five feet of water That river road shut down Under ten feet of water Keeps on raining Washes right down that river Keeps on raining Washes right down that river open, but I don't feel lucky that gambling boat's open, but I don't feel lucky pray Pray for that that sun sun to come out and save me pray
0: for that sun to come out and save me When water's
2: rising just like my fears My water's rising, just like my fist Blood's gonna come and wash us away from here. Blood's gonna come and wash us right away from here.
0: My name is Joe Armstrong. You are listening to Independence Day. You can follow us on Twitter at Indep Day. Drop by our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash indepday, and of course com, where all of these episodes, 90 plus episodes, are archived. Jeremiah Somertano is about to join the Legion of Those People and very, very happy to have him on the show tonight. He's kind of a blues artist. He's southern Southern California based, but he writes his own tunes as well. Um and he's just returned from a tour, like yet another tour, but you're already booking your next one.
1: Oh, well, yeah. It's, yeah, you gotta, gotta do that. And gotta get, I actually need to continue on this week yeah. to get things settled. i uh, gonna do, try to do a week in the Southwest in February, then March is South by Southwest.
0: Uh, are you already playing at South by Southwest? Or are you just kind of I going should to- be playing. Okay. I'm
1: waiting for confirmation for a couple of places. Okay. Uh, April is going to be another two or three week trip around, like from here to the Nashville. And yeah. Kind of um, May or June. I plan to go back to uh, England. Oh, nice. So somewhere around
0: there. So are you full-time music or are you no? I have a day mostly job. full-time music? What's your day job?
1: Trader Joe's.
0: Oh, very nice. So which one?
1: It's in uh, L.A. Uh, uh, Third and La Brea. That's
0: a good gig for a musician. Are they pretty flexible with your music? Yeah,
1: they've been. It's been my main job for the past fifteen years. Oh, nice. So I, I've uh, quit a couple times just because I have to. Because yeah. way too long or whatever. Yeah, got to go out on the road, and uh, yeah, I've always been. I'd like to think of myself as a good employee, so yeah. they always rehire me.
0: Yeah. I mean, does it, but they're, but they're flexible. Like you say, like oh, how, yeah. how much advanced notice do you say, Hey, I'm going to be gone for three weeks in February. Are they,
1: it's about two weeks notice. I, at that's least not bad at all. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: Cause that's the thing, you know, a lot of musicians, a lot of musicians do other things to make money. Yeah. And, uh, or for benefits or for both, you know, and
1: yeah, the benefits is the other thing that keeps dragging me back to Trader Joe's.
0: Yeah. I mean, so is your, is your goal to be full-time music?
1: Uh yeah, I would like it to be. It's still yeah, it's still a work in progress, obviously. But uh, yeah,
0: but you're spending a good amount of time. I mean, if you're talking about that many, you know, tours between you know, it's almost the end of the year here between now and June. I mean, that's you just mentioned like four different types of tours or four different you know places to get out on the road. Yeah, what kind of car do you drive for this kind of thing? <laughs> Toyota. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, Toyota Avalon. Yeah. That's the thing, man. That, that you know, the, the Econoline is a big deal, but not if you're by yourself. Yeah, and I've
1: thought about trying to. I, I see vans every now and then. Like, oh, that would be cool, especially if I would like to bring some more people along. Yeah, I, you know, eventually I would like to get up to something, something bigger. But yeah. for now, if I'm just by myself, I can, I can fit my two powered speakers in the back and all my gear and.
0: So you're bringing your own PA system too. Yep. Yeah. Wow, man, you're totally self contained.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, there's when you're playing through the Southwest, there's a lot of places where you yeah. have to have your own your own sound.
0: Do uh, do venues feed you?
1: Most of them do. Yeah. Most of them
0: do. It's pretty yeah. cool, um, and they treat you fairly well. Then, I mean, because it's yeah, there's all all kinds of horror stories about people being out on the road. Uh,
1: there's well, there <laughs> there was one place. When was it? It was two and a half years ago. Where we I was traveling with my friend Lauren and uh we' were, uh, we had a show in Dallas and we played this place downtown and uh, we were told I had the email I said oh yeah food and drink I'm like okay so we sat down before the gig and ordered from the waitress and uh, and she came back with
0: like oh yeah
1: we, we told her we were we were playing it's like oh you have to order from this menu
0: oh and
1: it was just
0: Grilled cheese and water?
1: That would have been nice, actually. Really? Not bad? (laughs) No, but it was, I ordered a burger and it had to have been the worst burger I have ever had, which is pretty surprising because it's Texas. You don't think you're going to get a bad burger, like a terrible burger. There's
0: no shortage of beef in Texas. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's, and it was, it was terrible. Man. And, and we could only have PBRs. Yeah, despite the, that they had a good selection. Well yeah, for free. Yeah that is. I've
0: I've got a rule though man. Like there's got to be either a big there's got to be an audience, there's got to be pay or there's got to be free beer. And <laughs> well, you know, yeah. and the, to, the minimum requirement for any gig is one of those three. And if it doesn't <laughs> satisfy any of those three, it's like I'd rather stay home with my dog.
1: Well luckily it was a well paid gig. Okay. So it was it was worth it and I, and that was what I was talking about earlier this big We, that was one time I booked in one town and then had a huge drive the next day that we had to make. But I knew like we're getting a good amount, we're getting a good pay here, so we have to do it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, they call those anchor gigs. Yeah, you kind of get your anchor gig, like your Friday night gig, your Saturday night gig, Thursday maybe. You know, where people it's close to the weekend, people are going to come out and see you play definitely. And then you kinda of try to fill in the gaps. Yeah. Otherwise, oh, yeah. you know, like how many how many places are there between here and Austin for all the bands from LA that drive out to, oh, yeah. to Austin it's, for that? It's hard. I bet mean, every bar is getting a million calls. Like, hey, can we play in your can we play in your bar? Can we play next to your pool table? <laughs> we're going to South by Southwest. And then I'm sure the venue guys are like, get in line, man. Yeah. Got twenty uh, bands who want to play here. One last thing, we're almost out of time. I want you to play one more tune. But before you do, what kind of you know, what kind of advice would you give to somebody, a musician? Uh, you know they've been playing around their hometown. They're like ready to make the jump, start playing shows like farther and farther away from their hometown, farther afield. Like, what would you tell them?
1: Oh man. Well, I think a lot of it's just uh, have definitely have it, have uh, presentations sort of prepared. Um, have your website or Reverb Nation or something like that ready to go. Have it all updated. Um, and work on getting that email, um, you know, to request a date, like the pitch. Yeah, to do get your pitch down to make it like three or four sentences at the most. Make sure that you have your date, and you know, just don't throw out. Oh yeah, I at the end of February, I'd like to come and play. If makes sh- like pin it down, pin it down to to like a date and uh how
0: far in advance two at months least,
1: at least two months yeah maybe more uh, yeah most i would go with three or four even
0: yeah so and buy a toyota right yeah <laughs> that's the, that's the kind of car that's going to get you there man you know very reliable car so how about this one last tune man what's the, what's this going to be man
1: this is an old charlie patton song called screaming and hollering the blues
0: all right man well it's been great having you on the show i want you to uh, lay this on us
2: Don't you wanna go? Well, now come on, baby. Don't you wanna go? Now it's so hard to tell. Now be back in. You got a home Long as I've got mine
0: Once again, for the last time today, but uh, definitely you should get out and see this guy play. He plays around Los Angeles. He's got gigs coming up in Taos, New Mexico, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Those are both in February. Probably some L.A. dates coming up before Too Terribly Long, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you get around. You play dates around town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The trick is that you can't play too many times in your hometown because people don't come. Exactly. If you can't play too often. But anyway, it's been great having. You can drop by his website, jeremiahandtheredeyes.com. Uh, follow him at J E and the red eyes on Twitter. It's Jeremiah Sammartano. So happy to have had you on independence day, man.
1: Well, thank you, Joe. It's Thanks my, for having me.
0: it's my pleasure. So thank you to Jeremiah Samartano. Also to the independence day staff, Dale Tanksley, uh, Wayne Topinski, and Sally Shackleton independence days. Theme music was composed by great lakes, myth society for independence day. I'm Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another.